0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Connect, a weekly podcast from the Sparta UMC Collective. Each week, we dive deeper into the spiritual themes that we've been exploring at both campuses of Sparta UMC and share some exciting updates from the life of our church collective. Hello, my name is Ben. I'm one of the pastors at Sparta UMC, and I'm here with...
1: Michelle Foster-Beckerleg, and I also am delighted to be here this morning.
0: And we are talking about... Uh, Each week, some of the things that are going on in the life of the church, and we have an exciting thing taking place at our Hope Fellowship campus this week. We have um, a child being baptized. At the Muddy Creek Restaurant Campus. Yes,
1: and that's super exciting because it is the first baptism since we have um, located Hope Fellowship right. over at Muddy Creek. And since we have come back together from the pandemic.
0: That's right. The last time we did a baptism was in 2018, I think. So, so hard uh, to believe. Yeah, or 19, 18 or 19. <laughs> Everything before the pandemic feels like a thousand years ago, doesn't it? It does. (laughs)
1: Indeed, it does.
0: So just in the same way that we talked about communion last week, which is one of the sacraments, baptism is the other sacrament. So Michelle and I thought we'd unpack that a little bit today and talk about it. But before we do, let's take a moment to open in prayer and center in God's presence. Completely gracious one, may we enter into this day with the realization that everything is covered in your grace. The breath we take, the thoughts we think, the actions we take. Your grace surrounds us and sustains us. May our words be full of your grace, and may your grace flow through us in all that we do. Amen.
1: What a great, great prayer. Thank you.
0: So, Michelle, today we're talking about baptism, and I thought I'd start by asking what may seem like a little bit of an obvious question, but similar to communion, baptism isn't something that we experience every day. There's no uh, no equivalent of it in the rest of our lives, in our modern culture. Um, it's It's a very unique to the church thing. It is. So... After all these years, if it's so different, if it's something that we don't have connection to in other parts of our lives, why get baptized?
1: Great question. And why does it even matter? Well, because for our particular faith community, of which we're a part, the United Methodist Church, baptism is an initiation into the community of faith. It might happen as an infant, which is a step that our parents take on our behalf, Or it may happen a little bit later on when we are able to say, hey, I want to be baptized, whether that's as a youth or a young adult or even further along in our life, that we recognize that God's doing something among us, and we want a way to acknowledge God's activity among us. And um, so why get baptized? Well, first of all, because we recognize that a relationship with God is— first and foremost, about God, and it starts with God, and when we're in relationship with God, then that means we also want to be and need to be in a community with others, and baptism says yes to mm-hmm. both of that. It's an outward sign of that inward yes.
0: Wow, and so that's, that's a really powerful thing there. Even though baptism is often focused on an individual person, Um, and is a reflection of that individual's relationship and connection to God, it's also saying that our relationship to God is intimately and deeply connected to the other people in community with us.
1: Yeah, and that's why whenever I am able to participate in baptism, I remind the gathered community that that baptism is not a spectator sport, that the liturgy that we use, the words that we say— Whoever is being baptized, we are entering into covenant with them as those who are participating. And we're saying, yes, I'm going to be a part of holding you accountable. I'm going to be a part of encouraging you in your walk with Christ. I'm going to be a part of this journey with you. And, And I hope that I'll be able to model Christ alongside of you.
0: So baptism is a big thing for everybody, not just the person being baptized.
1: Yeah. So why does it matter then that we get baptized and how it is that we get baptized? I mean, you're going to be doing a baptism in a restaurant, in a music hall on a Sunday morning. (laughs) Uh, What is that going to look like?
0: Yeah. So, you know, as as Methodists, we believe there's many different ways that we can practice baptism. Um, The first time we did a baptism at Hope Fellowship, we actually did it at a river, and we— did an immersion baptism where someone was lowered into the water and raised up. Um, this time we'll be doing an indoors baptism. Um, we'll be pouring water over someone's head. Um, and even though those are two different modes of baptism, they're both e- they both equally communicate the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we focus on it's not about, how you're doing it that is the the issue we need to to really wrestle with we really need to focus on what what's being communicated what is what are we experiencing of god's grace um and so while we can do it a lot of different ways i guess is important and obvious to say water does have to be involved yeah you know, we're not we're not going to use coca-cola or something <laughs> like that that'd
1: be a little sticky be, yeah yeah well and water does need to be present and um some faith traditions have that you can only have baptism through sprinkling or through pouring or through immersion. Whereas, as Methodists, we believe any of those three are very mm-hmm. appropriate and all three are present in the scriptures. That's right. Um, and so that's why we say yes to whatever yes. way. Um, and at at Muddy Creek and at our traditional Sparta UMC campus, we don't have a baptistry, like a pool, and that's why uh, when there have been people who desire to be immersed, we look to nature. Yes. We look to other locations. And um, yeah, water must be present. And I have to say, I was baptized when I was six weeks old. I have absolutely no recollection whatsoever. Um and I know that there are times that I have wanted to be rebaptized just so I would have that physical memory to hang on to. Why don't we rebaptize in the Methodist Church?
0: Yeah, that's that's a really good question there too. Um, and the reason we don't do that is because baptism isn't about us; it's about what God has done in our lives. It's about God's grace being present before we even realized it or did anything. And so if we redo a baptism, that's like we're saying in some way God messed up the first time or Things weren't done right the first time, and that's on God. So we've got to redo it. And that's not, in many ways, that's not a great theology um, to to, to carry through life.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking telling God he got it wrong may not be the best starting point Mm -hmm. for anything. Yeah. And yet, what I do love about our tradition is that while we do not re-baptize, we do have a variety of different ways that can help us remember yes. our baptism, yes,
0: yes. Um, sometimes we do that at communion, mm-hmm. um, uh, we haven't done it here in a while, but i've I've experienced that at other places mm-hmm. um, some some places have like a little font of water when you walk in mm-hmm. to to remember your baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some folks that on the anniversary of the baptism take some special Um, rituals and actions to, to remember their baptism. There's a lot of ways that that can happen.
1: Yeah. You know, it is interesting because for one of my children, when they were baptized as an infant, there was a candle that was lit for them on the altar. And for many years, that candle was prominently placed in their bedroom that they would see it, and we would be able to talk about that. For one of my children, there was a particular seashell, which is the symbol for baptism. Mm -hmm. There was a particular seashell that was used for his baptism, and so that seashell sat in a prominent place and is still called his baptism shell. Um, And this week, the child that we are baptizing has chosen the shell that will be used for her baptism, so she will have that physical, tangible reminder Um, Another church that I served has rocks in the bottom of the baptismal bowl and invite people as they're baptized to take a rock to remember their baptism. Mm -hmm. Um, A reminder, again, of in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew scriptures, whenever something sacred happened, people would take stones and build an altar to mark that particular place. And so while we may only baptize once... There are ways that we can remember our Mm -hmm. baptism, whether that happened when we were an infant or later in life.
0: And that—that's a real connection there to communion, the other sacrament as well, as we're remembering what Jesus did. Um, And goodness, I, I just think that is such an important spiritual discipline and practice because, as a you know, to quote the song, "As amazing as grace is, it's something that can be easily forgotten." Um, as we go through the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Um, and so we need to be reminded that God's grace is active and present. We need to be reminded of the things God has done in the past um, so that, that God's grace, we can we can live in that grace as we move into the future.
1: Yes, and that reminds me, um, the words that just popped in my head were God's saving grace. It is by grace that we're saved, not by baptism. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, as a pastor, we are called into situations where a child may be birthed into this world who in those moments recognize that they will not live long on this earth. And there are some parents that are so fearful that if that child doesn't receive baptism, that somehow they won't be saved by God. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that baptism does not save us.
0: It's the grace.
1: It's the grace. Mm-hmm. It's God's loving action, and baptism is a sign of God's grace, evident before we're even aware of it.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. And so we have a a, a big theological word for that in the Methodist Church. It's prevenient grace. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is a little tangent here, but one day I was in food line as I often am. Sometimes in food line eight or nine times a day. But uh, one day I was in food line, and the conversation came up that I was a Methodist pastor, and I got asked the question I get I often get asked here in the South, which is, "What makes the Methodists different from
1: pick a denomination? Uh,
0: pick, pick a denomination, um, and and baptism. There's some things here that we're talking about that do make us different." And prevenient grace is one of those things that um, other denominations hold that as well, but is very important uniquely to Methodists. And that we believe that God's grace is active in our lives from the moment that we're born. You may not always see it, you may not recognize it, um, but God is already at work in every person's life, and that really kind of changes the way you look at things and approach them.
1: It really does. It. And that is also why we don't say if you have been a member of another church, whether it's Methodist or another denomination or another religion, that you have to be rebaptized to be a member of this church. Right. Um, because membership is not equal to baptism. Baptism means that you're a part of God's universal church, no matter what that church name might be called or where it might be located. Membership is about saying, yes, I want to be held accountable and grow in love and in faith in this particular community. Yes.
0: Yeah. So baptism is both something that unifies us in Christ, and it's also something that we have a lot of different opinions on when you look at kind of the global church.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what makes us all the more beautiful and all the more rich as a body of Christ and as the people of God. Because we're able to have conversation around what does it mean to be claimed by God Mm -hmm. and to say yes to God.
0: Yes. So... That is our conversation about baptism. Maybe we answered some questions. Maybe you have some more questions. If you do, you can let us know. Um, we, You can uh, respond to us on Facebook or call the church office or send us an email. We've gotten several emails and messages from folks listening to this podcast. And sometimes with things like baptism, this is a great way to start a conversation. Um, so if this raises any questions or if you'd like to talk farther about it, or maybe if you're interested in being baptized, Um, I think it'd be great to talk to Michelle or I.
1: That would be wonderful. And just know, baptism is ordinary water. Yep. And so I, I think as a way of closing, just to say, you know, even the simple act of washing your hands, bathing, showering, playing in the pool or splashing in the river is an invitation to remember your baptism and to be thankful.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. And we'll talk to you again next week here on Connect. Go in grace and peace.